everybody! <laughs> Welcome to Monday Night Live in Lexington, you guys! My name is Katherine Kaufman, and I'm Psychic Medium here in Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome to my Every Monday Night Show. This is where we discuss what and who we are in this journey called life. How is everybody doing for a Monday night? Let me turn the chat on and shout out to everybody who's joining. Shout out to all the people who are joining on the multiple podcasts that are being uploaded. This particular show uh, goes out to quite a few platforms. So I do want to shout out to all you guys on the different platforms. It goes out to my YouTube channel, three pages on Facebook, my personal page, Catherine Kaufman, my professional page, Catherine Kaufman Psychic Medium, and my group called Psychic Academy. It also goes out to Periscope, DLive, Twitch, and uh, Daily Motion. So shout out to all you guys there. Um, the podcast goes out on Anchor to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and about three or four others. Uh, so if you guys are listening, welcome to the show. Big shout out to my Monday night buddy, Miss Melissa Begley, and her little sidekick, Miss Cleo. Good to see you guys here tonight. Um, so, let's go over some housekeeping things. Shout out to my Monday night buddy, Miss Joy Hall, over here on Instagram. Happy Monday night to you. Um, the reason that we're going to go over haunted items tonight is because. The Haunted Items Hunt is returning this fall. I'm collecting uh, data right now and going to a few different places as my uh, health allows because I'm still healing from surgery. Uh, so I'm a little slow, but um, I can go out and evaluate items right now. And so the Haunted Items Hunt will return this fall and I'll have a good collection of stuff for you. So that'll be awesome. All right, now I'm also collecting uh, your guys' dreams for dream interpretation on uh, the month of, well, I'm collecting now for the month of August. And uh, hey to Deborah Hoskins, good to see you. Uh, so if you, hang on, woo, allergies. If you want your dreams interpreted for the uh, month of August, Go ahead and email those in to me now. And let me put my email up here so that you can see it down here. Uh, so go ahead and email those now so that I can be working on an interpretation for you for the month of August. Now also, um, in the month of August, in fact, it'll be July 26th, there will be a special guest on the show. Her name, her name is Deborah Wayne. And she is a pain release and energy healing expert. She's also the founder and CEO of International Chronic Pain Institute. So those of us who have uh, problems with chronic pain, please tune in and see this person on my show. This is going to be a big benefit for a lot of people. Share the show with others who may be interested that have chronic pain. It's July 26th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on all these streaming platforms that we're on right now. Also, if you are listening on either podcast, YouTube, or Facebook, or Periscope, Go ahead, like, subscribe, and follow the channel. That really helps the show out a lot. Also, if you're on Facebook, if you will go ahead and hit the share button on your screen and share this out in your newsfeed, that really, really helps the show out tremendously. Also, giving it a like or maybe even making a comment um, goes a long, long way. Thank you, Melissa. I clean up pretty good. <laughs> hey to Ina Thompson. Good to see you here tonight. Um, let's see if I have any other housekeeping things. I don't think so. Also, for those of you guys that are joining on Facebook, if you would in the comments, can you put where, which page you are 
uh, watching from so that I can know where you're picking the feed up because <clears throat> it looks like the feed is not going out to all three pages here tonight so that could be a problem there's you know I have figured out that there's always like some kind of technical glitch going on in this world let me check one other thing um, there we go let's see if I just want to make sure that everybody I've covered is able to watch the show and sometimes it doesn't go out to all the different pages so just checking awesome alright now as always if any of you guys have any questions please put them in the comments I'll try to watch um, the Instagram feed over here um, welcome to Robin <laughs> mom Shibu and I oh my god <laughs> I cannot pronounce both of those names but please welcome to you guys and uh, I hope you enjoy the show and if you have any questions put them in the comments Whitney Whittington good to see you tonight hey and Shannon Pate Miller oh I'm so glad that you guys can hear me last week's audio I oh it was s-h-i-t is all I have to say so I've been <laughs> working really hard on getting the audio fixed because, you know, it's so frustrating when you buy all new equipment and spend thousands and thousands of dollars and it doesn't work. Ugh. But I'm hoping that you guys can hear me pretty clearly. Shout out to Heba Calf in Florida. Good to see you. Glad to be back. Yes. So we're talking about haunted items because the haunted items are returning this fall. And if any of you don't know about the Haunted Items Hunt, what I do is I go around to estate sales, yard sales, peddler's mall, antique places, and I evaluate um, items for whether or not they have energy they're not supposed to. And then we look at what I do is I take I evaluate the items, I take a picture of them, and then once a month on Facebook, and it's usually the second Sunday of every month. What I do is I post two, two pictures of things that have haunted energy. And I post two pictures of like decoy uh, items. And the audience uses their intuition to let me know what items are haunted and what items are not. And sometimes people will pick up on a lot of information about the item and are able to tell me quite a bit of the same information that I get as a medium. So it really helps you kind of hone your gifts and practice at receiving information off of a picture or the energy from an item. Hi to Judy Burkett Roberts, and item wants to know, do you find very many haunted items? You know, sometimes item when I go, I will find all kinds of items that have energy that they shouldn't. And sometimes I'll go and there won't be one thing. So that's why I try to go to a lot of different places and kind of stockpile the pictures for you guys so that I can consistently kind of present stuff for several months in a row. But, you know, COVID was uh, hard to try to keep up with stuff because there were places you know, a lot of the places I used to go, I couldn't go. But, you know, now that things are opening up and my surgery is over and I'm healing okay, I still can't get out really well, but I can still go now and evaluate stuff and start to, you know, uh, present that to you guys. Okay, so Chris Zelda wants to know, can I send you something to have and use in your haunted items? Absolutely, you can. Um, my email is kkoffman309 at gmail.com or just message me here, DM me here on Instagram. And um, yeah, I, I have, and I, you know, I really wanted to bring some items down to the studio to show you what 
a haunted item looks like because I have a collection of them in my house. And that's sort of why I started the haunted items hunt is I was always dragging stuff home that had paranormal activity attached to it. And then, you know, as a medium, I would get calls from a lot of people who uh, experienced the same thing. And so it, the haunted items hunt was kind of a way to bring attention to the fact that when you go to yard sales and when you go to estate sales and things like that, um, it's very helpful to know kind of what you're picking up and taking home with you or, and maybe what to look for in case you do drag something home. I mean, as a medium, I know what to do, but you know, my audience doesn't know what to do. And so the haunted items hunt was kind of a way to share with you guys what to do with something that you pick up and then you start having problems. So uh, Joshua says, I saw a Ouija board at a local peddler's mall here in Louisville was tempted, as tempted as I was to buy, I figured that no one would be asking for it. Um, yeah, I mean, if you know what to look for and you know what to evaluate for, it really helps you in purchasing used items like this. So we'll go over a lot of this stuff. So all items, so let's just dive into our content, shall we? So all items kind of resonate their own type of energy, but when you evaluate, let's say you evaluate this pen, it should not radiate an electromagnetic field. Inanimate objects do not have an electromagnetic field that they put off. Now, if it does radiate an electromagnetic field, something is up. That means that some kind of EMF has either imprinted or attached itself to this item. And we need to know, like, how does that happen? Why it happens? Um, so what haunted items have done is the haunted items have absorbed the energy of the former owner or have an imprinted energy from maybe even a traumatic event. On them so this can be like a, a residual type of haunted energy and that would be from a traumatic event or an active type of energy so that would be uh, a spirit has attached itself to the item maybe out of some kind of emotional connection to the item uh, so what that means is the item is usually in close proximity to the owner who's placed a great deal of attention on it, or it has been in close proximity to maybe even a traumatic event. So here's a list of the most commonly haunted items that you may come across in an antique store or yard sale. Now, any item can become a haunted item strictly from getting the imprint of the energy or having a spirit attach itself to you. But these are the most commonly known items that I've encountered. So Melissa will, wants to know, will the energy go with you even if the item is not purchased? <laughs> yes, it can. Yes, it can. If that spirit wants to go home with you, they certainly can, and they have with me before, and we've had to come to some agreements and even had to get rid of a few things because of that. But, you know, once you know how to do psychic protection and you, you know pretty well how to clear your home and your space, that's not really a problem. So these are the most commonly haunted items that you will come across. Dolls or statues, beds and furniture, clothing jewelry, mirrors, and cherished items. So you want to evaluate everything you come across at yard sales, estate sales, antique markets, and that type of thing. So we'll go through this one. It's one through four, I think. Okay, so the first thing that you want to do is you want to either have an EMF meter or download 
an app, an EMF app on your phone to evaluate items while you're going out to your yard sales, your estate sales, or your antique markets. Now, here's the thing to remember for evaluating items for EMF, you want to make sure that there are no electrical outlets around the item. There are no electrical cords or things with batteries or electrical wiring around the item that you are evaluating um, because those can give a false positive. So Joshua says, do these energies influence people to buy certain things? Oh, yes. And that's what my problem is, is I get influenced to buy a lot of things, but I've never really taken home with me anything hugely bad. Uh, well, maybe one thing, <laughs> maybe one thing, but um, most of the stuff that I get compelled to take home with me has a really good spirit attached to it. And I think that they, Joshua, can kind of feel that I will love and cherish the item sort of like they do. And um, there's a fear of the spirit and the item that they're attached to. They don't really want it to be, you know, thrown away or discarded. And they would like to see somebody else love it as well. So he says, sounds kind of weird, but there's always that one item that you normally would never buy, um, but you're just so drawn to it. Yes, some stuff I have, I have a really nice little, it's like a powder puff face. It's crystal and it's got a silver top. I probably wouldn't have bought that, but it was had a lot of EMF on it and it had a really interesting type of energy. I was going to bring it down for you guys, but... I ran out of time, but, and then I have like a needle point uh, that somebody made of a cat in a chair that is so gorgeous, and if I think about it, I will post pictures of these afterwards in the comments so that you can see them, um, and those are both highly haunted items that I have, <laughs> but yeah, you can definitely be influenced to buy stuff strictly because the spirit doesn't want something bad or to have their the item that they love kind of uh, thrown away or discarded now in the old days in the dinosaur age when I first when I first started investigating we didn't have EMF meters so you, do you know what we used back then to evaluate items for EMF put in the comments what you think we used and don't be afraid to show your age here <laughs> But we didn't have EMF meters way back in the day. So what do you think we used, put in the comments, what do you think we used to evaluate items for EMF? Uh, good to see you, Angela. Um, so moving right along, and I'll, I'm going to see if any of you can guess what we used in the comments for evaluating EMF. Um, so we'll go on and I'll see if anybody knows. <laughs> okay, number two that you want to do when you're evaluating items is you want to take a picture of the item with like a digital camera uh, and see, and you want to take pictures from several different angles and different um, footages away from the item to see if there are any light anomalies that show up. You also want to look for like dark shadows next to the item, blurring of the item itself and everything. Let's say the item itself is blurred on the camera, but everything else around it is clear. So Melissa says, so Whitney says candles, Melissa says pendulum, Judy says magnets, uh, Joshua says some kind of rod when they're Oh, so you're talking about dowsing rods, Joshua. Nope, none of those things. So KYGS Rider over here on Instagram seconds the dowsing rods. Now, you can use dowsing rods to evaluate, but it's not what we used in the old days when we first started ghost hunting. <laughs> I'll give you the answer in just a minute. I want to see if anybody comes up with it. And Whitney says water. No. <laughs> no rods, no water. Shall I tell you what it is? 
You want me to tell you? <laughs> and everybody's going to do this. <laughs> Could add a V8. <laughs> we used a compass. We used a compass. Yep. And it worked well. So if you can't find a good app to use, um, I will put a link to a good app, Robin, in the comments after the show of one that I like to use that works really well. Um, but a compass is what we used in dinosaur times to evaluate for EMF. You can still use a compass today if you want to. If you don't have an EMF meter and you don't have a smartphone and you can't evaluate, you can still use a compass. Okay, back to taking the pictures. <laughs> oh, Ina said compass. You you must have got it right, Ina. I missed that. Let me go back. <gasps> yes, I missed that. I'm so sorry, Ina. You are right. It is a compass. I guess sometimes the feed goes so fast that I miss stuff. Plus, no excuse, but I am half blind in this right eye, so I do miss some stuff. Okay. Now, when you are evaluating with your camera, you're also going to look for dark shadows, orbs, mists, and yeah, sometimes a face will even show up, let's say, on the wood of the item itself. That's a big thing to look for. So take pictures from several different angles and, you know, take a picture up close and then further away to evaluate for that kind of thing. Uh, I would say the most common thing that happens when you're taking a picture though is the item itself will be blurred but everything else will be in focus and that's a dead giveaway that there's some kind of energy attached to the item. So yes. Now here's another way to evaluate items when you're going out looking for stuff is Use a digital recorder, or you can even use a recording app on your smartphone uh, to check for any EVPs that are associated with the item. And you want to ask questions like, is there anybody here with this dresser? Or is there anybody who's attached to the dresser? Can, and Ina wants to know, can new items you buy have attachments? Yes, absolutely, because they may be new to you. But let, let me give you a scenario, Ina. Let's say that a, an item is in a warehouse in a box. And beside the box in the warehouse is a murder. That energy can permeate everything around it. And so even though you haven't purchased the item yet, it could still be affected by a traumatic event that has occurred around it. Um, let's say the warehouse was in a huge flood where a lot of people passed away uh, over in India or somewhere else, or China or some, you know, somewhere where something catastrophic happened. Uh, that item can be imprinted with that type of energy. So even though you haven't purchased it yet, it can still have that imprint. So, uh, even new items can have that. Now, number four is really fun for me. Number four to evaluate an item is take a medium with you to evaluate uh, the feeling or the energy or the memories that are associated with the item. Now, it's not always possible, but maybe you have a friend or maybe you have abilities that you can practice your abilities, you know, kind of evaluating items. The problem with that is, in order to keep you from diving down into imagination, then uh, you have to have somebody there to either get the same information. And what you do is you don't tell each other what you're getting off of the item. Maybe both of you write it down on a piece of paper. And you see, are they similar? Are they the same? You know, that's kind of how you test your ability. So, KYGS Rider says, does the compass spin or just point to, tr not, to, to not true north? Uh, sometimes it will spin, 
and sometimes it will point to the item instead of pointing to new true north. <laughs> I don't know for some reason I'm having trouble with that. So that's kind of it'll do both, and just in my experience. Now let's go into really quick, um, kind of how these items react to the energies that attach themselves to it. So Joshua says, having dreams about these objects after you purchase them, probably a surefire way to know afterwards. <laughs> yes. If you start having dreams about specific things that are associated with that item, that is a surefire giveaway. <laughs> um, a lot of people, too, will notice, uh, like if they go and they buy a haunted item and they bring it home, and suddenly they have activity, and it the activity will actually be kind of right around the item itself, and the activity may be associated with the item in some way. Let's say the item was from a man who passed away that was attached to the item, and you suddenly start seeing an apparition of a man in the home, and then you find out that that's the person that owned the item before you got it. Uh, that is a surefire giveaway, too. So let's look at why these things are haunted. Dolls and statues. Now, and we've We've probably heard this before, but dolls and statues are pretty well hollow on the inside. And what that does is it allows the mass or the conglomerate of energy kind of a space to dwell in. Because spirits do not like their energy to be disrupted. Um, they don't like their energy walk through. And so most often they will pull back to crawl spaces, basements, attics, corners, and then the hollow spaces inside the dolls and statues because simply because their mass won't be interrupted. And then we've now found through studies that if you weigh a, a dead body and a live body and subtract the difference within minutes, um, there's one gram of weight that actually is measurable and leaves the body. And so that one gram of weight represents all the different energies together of the spirit. And so that can pull back to the inside of a doll or a statue and reside there very comfortably. So Joshua says, and you know those feelings of familiarity you experience around certain objects. Yes, and that is something that's connecting inside the subconscious. Uh, so these things, you know, can impress quite heavily upon you. Now, uh, another thing about dolls is the fact that they're held close to the body. And so there's a heavy imprint of the owner on the item because they are held in close proximity to the body. Now, beds and furniture are sort of the same way. Um, there may be a traumatic imprint on the bed or furniture. Also, uh, the resonant energy of the person sleeping on the bed or using the furniture every day is a heavy, heavy imprint on there. If it is a bed, you have to ask, did someone pass in the bed? When somebody passes, there's a lot of energy that is released at that moment. And it's sort of like it scores an imprint on the clothing that the person has on, like night clothing. It scores an imprint on the mattress and the um, wooden bed frame and everything. So, <laughs> so beds are, uh, you know, kind of touchy to get. So really evaluate those well, if you're considering buying some antique bed furniture. Again, clothing because it's in close proximity to the body. And you don't know, was that something that the person passed away in? Especially, you know, night garments. Did the owner die in those clothes? And like I said, if they do, if they did pass away in those clothes, that's a heavy, that's a scored imprint. Um, so be careful of that. On to jewelry, wedding rings that have been worn for years and years and years. Plus, the owner of the item has a cherished, 
attachment to it. So jewelry is a big thing for being haunted. Was the jewelry on someone's body when they passed away? Gotta ask that, you know, was it a favorite of theirs that they had on their hand when they passed away? Hello to Esther A. Good to see you. Please subscribe to the channel and, and hit the like if you don't care. Um, so jewelry is a big one that, um, a lot of people can take home with them. Again, the traumatic imprint was the jewelry on somebody when they met with, you know, maybe murder or suicide or some kind of other trauma. And so you have to ask those questions. Another thing that has a heavy, uh, I don't want to say that it's their mirrors are conduits. And if a lot of things have been able to transport through a mirror, the mirror itself is sort of haunted. Um, not per se that people have attached themselves to it, but it holds such memory. So Melissa says, if in hospital and the previous patient died, then you are subject to their energy, died in the bed you are now occupying. Yeah, afraid so. That's why it's really, really important to learn and practice psychic protection and to really work with your spirit guides and your angels to keep that kind of energy um, protected from you when you're in that environment. Very glad you brought that up, Melissa, because um, I think probably using psychic protection and being able to communicate with your spirit guides and angels is probably one of the most important things that you can learn in your life. Okay, let's see. Um, Esther says, what about dreaming of the same man often enough to notice? Ooh, I need more details, Esther. Um, use the email, Esther, here. And send me an email. Send me your email about your dream so that I can figure out exactly what you're asking. Forgotten shadows don't think that you would depend on the passing. I don't see any reason an elderly person who passed away peacefully of old age would linger behind in a hospital bed. Uh, and they wouldn't. What we're talking about is physical energy resonant energy and um you know it's sort of like i get well it's sort of a crude uh comparison but when you have an x-ray x-ray once that the x-ray is done most of the energy is gone but x-rays still leave some residual energy behind and that's why you don't want to have too many x-rays at the same time so, you know, this is, and then two, um, you know, a lot of people are attached to physical things and, uh, they still have that energetic connection to those things, even after they move on in their spiritual life. So Esther says in the dream, he will be walking with me, talking with me, or we just miss meeting each other at a store. Okay, so what you need to do, Esther, is email me at the email here, the full dream. I want to know all the details, <clears throat> and I will present an anonymous interpretation next month in the August Dream Interpretation Show. And um, if you want to know kind of what that's about, Go to the video playlist, Monday Night Live, and go to the last show of Dream Interpretation for July. We just got done with it. Kind of watch that show and see how I do the interpretations and kind of some of the information I need to get it interpreted precisely. Because I do spend a lot of time with those dreams in the interpretation. Absolutely Forgotten Shadows, I all the interpretations for the dream shows are done anonymously, every one of them, and I go into detail on exactly what I feel like the dream means. Sometimes I'll give, like, 
two interpretations or maybe even three of what the possibilities could be. And it's sort of for the person who actually has the dream, it's kind of what do they connect with the most? So you'll have, you may have a couple of different interpretations to choose from. Okay. Back to the mirrors. Mirrors actually capture and bend light. So, and if you study enough about mirrors, it's really quite interesting and fascinating because the light that's reflected back at you from the mirror is not the same light that actually goes into the mirror. I know that's weird, but I have another show about this phenomenon and how it works. So mirrors kind of act as a transport or transformation device for light entities. And a lot of entities are made from light. And so that's how they use the mirror for transportation or transportation. Let's see. Yes, you can request it not to be anonymous. Absolutely, you can. And I will, I will honor that. No problem at all. Okay, so mirrors, since they are transportation and transportation devices, um, the energy and the vibration of the images that they capture, it actually can score an imprint on the silver of the mirror. And so a lot of, once it's been used, once the mirror's been used for transportation or transformation, it's sort of like it's easy for other spirits to use that particular mirror once it's been used for that. So mirrors are a huge thing that create portals and keep portals open. Now, let's get into cherished items because this is a big thing that people have a misconception about, when, especially when I'm doing mediumship. Um, people will bring an item in for me to do psychometry on and that, and I've got a video on psychometry on my channel if you want to know more about it. But, um, and while we're talking about it, let me put a link to the YouTube channel up there so that if, when people want to know what video is she talking about, just go there and go through the playlist and you'll be able to find that video because it's not too far down in the playlist. But um, let's say a person is coming in for a mediumship and they've lost their husband and they bring his car keys in. Yes, there's an imprint of him with the car keys every day, but it's not a cherished item. You know, maybe he didn't really connect with the car keys that much. They're just kind of there and they're in my pocket. That particular energy really attenuates pretty quickly and it fades over a really short period of time. But if it's a cherished item, let's say there's a key on that key ring of a car that he absolutely is head over heels in love with. He's very focused on that key. He makes sure that key is on there every day. And there's a lot of attention or energy that's imprinted on that item. Then it becomes a cherished item. Normally, car keys are not a cherished item. Sometimes they are. So when you're bringing an item into a medium, it's really important to either bring, you know, maybe what they last wore, what they wore when they passed on, or a, definitely a cherished item that they focused a lot of attention on. Uh, let's see. <laughs> hey to Susan Nisi, good to see you. Okay, so um, cherished items, and it can be something really small that you wouldn't necessarily pay attention to, like, you know, if it's a grandmother, maybe her grandchild gave her a little statuette that really doesn't mean anything to anybody else, but it was a cherished item to her that might have a lot of energy imprinted on it, but of course, you need to test it. So... Let's go on with this. Now, um, when you're using a compass, like I said over here for KYGS Rider, sometimes the compass will spin. Sometimes the compass will point towards the item and not to true north. 
and that's how you know the item has EMF. Um, if you have an, a haunted item that you bring home, there could be apparitions that happen in association with the item directly after you've brought it home. That's when stuff starts occurring. Then you know, oh my gosh, I might have brought something home I really didn't count on. Um, also, people might have an onset of bad luck uh, associated with bringing the item home. In that case, you had better get rid of it as fast as you can. Now, here that brings me to um, how do we get rid of it? Okay, but here's another one I want to bring up because this actually happened to a friend of mine and she had to call me and my husband over to uh, deal with the situation because she, um, she takes in animals and kind of fosters them for a period of time. And so... If you suddenly start having abnormal behavior from one of your pets or animals in the home at the onset of bringing something home, uh, or let's say you just bring an item out for, from storage and you dust it off and put it out and then suddenly the pets start having your problem or they won't go into the room or they act really weird when they go into the room, you might need to evaluate the item for EMF. Do an EVP session, take some pictures of it to see if you see anything. Susan says, I found a doll that I really liked at the auction, and when I brought it home, I put it on my dresser, and it was back in New England. And I want you to know, I took it from the dresser and put it in the bottom drawer face down, and then I threw it away. <laughs> I'm so glad I did. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, your pets can really have a hard time with these items because they're more sensitive to the energy fluctuations. And, um, you know, especially dogs and cats can see wavelengths of ultraviolet light that we can't. And spirits are made up of ultraviolet light. So they can see these apparitions where we can't. And so it, it's upsetting for them. So they can really clue you in to having a problem. So if you found the item, let's say you got a haunted item, you need to get rid of it. If you found the item, you can simply return the item to where you found it from. Otherwise, you can bury the item. You can, you know, bury it in a field or bury it in a graveyard in a place where it's isolated, but you also want to bury it with consecrated salt. And the consecrated salt will go a long way to keep the energy isolated to that particular area. Also, that excess energy will ground out through the earth and it won't bother anybody. And it can sort of be cleansed that way really easily. Now, if you want to keep the item and you don't want to get rid of it, you can try washing the item with a solution of um, consecrated salt and water. But you better be sure... You're not going to damage it because salt water will damage a lot of stuff. So in that case, you could maybe just use holy water it, unless the water is going to damage the item. And in that, in, that, in that case, you could maybe use consecrated olive oil to go over the item. Let's say it's a wood item. You don't want to use water. You don't want to use salt water. You can't use the salt. Um, you want to maybe consecrate some extra virgin olive oil and just use it to condition the wood with. That could possibly take care of the issues that might be going on with the item. If you have to get rid of the item, and it's a large item... <laughs> You want to disassemble the item and bury it in different locations with the consecrated salt. That way, it sort of disperses the energy um, because part of the problem is if it's a huge amount of consecrated energy, um, that produces the paranormal phenomena. But if you disassemble it and bury it in different locations with consecrated salt in each area, that will take care of it. Again, if you want to uh, keep the item, you can cleanse it with doing a smudge. You could try to do a smudge. Now, 
Smudges, I want to tell you, don't last as long as other types of cleansing. And so you may have to smudge probably consistently once a week for several months before the item is cleared. Um, <clears throat> so bear that in mind. You can also do vibrational re-attunement using sulfigio frequencies around the item. You can maybe use a Tibetan singing bowl or um, played in front of the item, but you're going to have to do that consistently again, like maybe every day for a month or maybe even a crystal bowl every day for a month and then reevaluate the item and see has the energy reattuned, has it changed any. So exposure to vibrational reentrainment with you know, a lot of different vibrational tools like the Solfigio frequencies, the singing bowl, the crystal bowl. You can even use tuning forks. Uh, you can use um, hymns being sung, just the vibration of the hymn being sung. Uh, with the voice, you can recite protection psalms, removal psalms. You can recite those every night around the item and ask the spirit to move on to their destiny. Uh, so there's a lot of things like that that you can do if you if you are uncomfortable with it and uh, you don't want to get rid of the item. Let's say it's become a cherished item for you. Um, that definitely, I would try a few of those things rather than getting rid of the item right off the bat. So um, just for the people... Uh, that are joining on the YouTube channel and are kind of confused about what's going on. <laughs> I am a professional medium here in Lexington, Kentucky. I do readings online and in person. and um, But the channel is not about readings. The channel, my channel is an informational channel. And like tonight, we present different uh, topics that my clients need information on. And tonight's topic is about haunted items. What are they? How the items get haunted? And what to do with them after you have taken them home and start to notice activity. <laughs> hey to George McKinney. Big hugs out to you, Guy. And uh, I only do readings in person and online professionally. So I don't do readings on the YouTube channel. But I do appreciate you guys tuning in and have a look at some of the past shows. There are a lot of questions that you may have had about paranormal stuff or just self-help stuff that's on the channel. And uh, two, Esther um, and you guys, don't forget, if you have a dream that's confusing you and it's sort of hard to interpret, don't forget that you can... Uh, send your dreams in to this email and I do that free dream interpretation once a month on on the live stream so Forgotten Shadow says I encountered a haunted doll once when I worked in a thrift shop oh I love going to thrift shops and that's one of my favorite places to pick up stuff that has energy on it well I won't go into detail but Manager eventually decided to sell it to a family with two kids. Wonder how those guys are doing now. Yeah. <laughs> Always be interesting forgotten shadows to know what the what the doll was like. And some of the dolls that I've come across, I mean, you just look at them and your skin just absolutely freaking is crawling all over the place. It's just unbelievable. And some of the things, like I've been in Peddler's Mall before to evaluate stuff. And some of the things actually will produce physical activity around them. Let's say I go into a booth because I feel something and I'm evaluating it with the EMF meter. And all of a sudden, something next to the item I'm evaluating will come up and fly over. That is a sure sign that that item is haunted. So Forgotten Shadow says, manager did, did not include the note she was donated with so those people have no idea what they got into yeah that's the reason why we're doing the shows forgotten shadows 
so they say the note read, be careful with her. She can be mischievous, made me feel drained when I took her picture, like almost blacked out and collapsed level drained. Yes, absolutely. These things can happen. And, um, you know, the, the shows are for this type of stuff so that we kind of become aware of this thing can happen. And if you go to these places and look for stuff, just so that, you know, people are more aware of what they're picking up and taking home. And if they accidentally take something home that has something attached to it, they know what to do and they know how to get rid of it. So uh, please share this information with people who don't know. So go ahead and hit the share button on your screen. Share this out. And uh, KYGS Rider over here on Instagram says, are you saying you could bring a hate home with you? Absolutely. And I've done that on many occasions. <laughs> That's why you need to go back on the YouTube channel and watch the shows on psychic protection. Okay. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to end this because it is time for my dinner. 751. We got we went a little bit over tonight, but that's no big deal. Now remember, next Monday night we've got a special guest coming on the show, Deborah Wayne. She's a pain release and energy healing expert for people with chronic pain. She's also the founder and CEO of the International Chronic Pain Institute. It is going to be so interesting. Now, everybody has pain. You need to tune into this show and watch. Okay. So, and we will be taking questions. So if you have questions, please feel free to get on the show and ask Deborah questions about your chronic pain. She will really uh, just elevate you to a different level, help you out. The show is going to be great. Kisses from Kentucky, and I will see you next Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on all these platforms. Later. Oh, I was going to say something while you were on. <laughs>